Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for avgeeks and non-avgeeks alike. We tackle anything related to airlines and sometimes beyond. This week, we're going to get ourselves in trouble and talk about junk fees. Uh, I hope we're not getting political this week. (laughs) Well, even if we aren't, we are talking about a political speech, so yeah, people will (laughs) probably just freak out, because, you know, that's how it goes. Either, like, no matter what I say, anything that touches politics in any way, I'm either way too conservative or way too liberal, because people are weird. Sure, which one is it today? Uh, well, uh, let's see. We're going to do a breakdown of President Biden's recent speech about junk fees, uh, and it was not a good one. So there you go. All right. Well, uh, it's a good thing that I actually read the script ahead of time this time, because uh, I'm sure this is going to go very well. <laughs> I guess we'll find out soon enough. But first, let's thank this week's sponsor, Idemia. You may not know Idemia. But they are an authorized enrollment provider for TSA PreCheck, and we will once again talk about them more later. All right, Dave, let's get into the speech. All right, so to make things easier, I went and pulled down the audio uh, so we can just go through it line by line. Thank you to the people at C-SPAN who do that. Uh, <laughs> or we'll go line by line, or at least the uh, parts of the speech that are relevant to the travel industry. I like how you know, or thanking C-SPAN. I mean, that's the sign of a really hip podcast. Uh, Okay, so the first thing that he touched on that was related to travel was resort fees. Last week, the Federal Trade Commission started work on a rule to crack down on unfair and deceptive fees across all industries. Fees that were never disclosed, never disclosed, and there was no way to avoid the fee, like processing fees for concert tickets or like resort resort fees. When you think you're paying one price to book a hotel, you only find out after you're checking out that there's a resort fee you never heard about that's added to your bill. Yeah, I'm confused by this. Okay, so what are you confused about? Because I know, personally, that you love resort fees. Oh, yes, don't I. I, (laughs) I hate resort fees. With the heat of a thousand suns, (laughs) let me tell you. Um, But I don't understand what he's saying here. It it doesn't really make sense. All right. I think it sounded a bit weird. I've booked hotels with resort fees, and I've never just had it sprung on me at checkout. Yeah. Like, as far as I know, they always disclose them at booking. I, I mean, I... They're awful, right? Like, and they should absolutely be banned. But, um, you know, you still generally know before checkout that it's being pushed <laughs> on you. Uh, but either way, I will add that if the airlines tried to play this game, oh my god, they would get their asses handed to them. Didn't they try to play this game? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. If you count fuel surcharges, like back in the day when they. They slapped those on their tickets uh, and and didn't include them in the advertised price. But the DOT banned that practice years ago. Like it's been, it's been what a couple decades maybe. So you know if you're an airline, the rule is you have to include all mandatory fees in the price of the ticket. Full stop. But somehow hotels get away with this resort fee crap. I've never heard a good argument for a mandatory resort fee. It's just like a great way for hotels to be able to deceive customers. All right, so 
Where do you stand on what the president said? I buy a lot of concert tickets, um, and I know that the listed price is just a fraction of what I'll be paying once you factor in all the junk fees at checkout. But those fees pop up at checkout, not post-checkout. I still have the option to not buy the ticket once I see the total cost. Yeah, but also you're not comparing, really? Like, you buy a concert ticket, you go to Ticketmaster because that's what you have to do, and it is what it is. Right. It's, it's not like you're trying to compare it to something else, unless it's aftermarket stuff, in which case, like, StubHub, you sure. can at least opt to have those fees included when you're comparing tickets. Uh, but whatever. I, the point is, in, in my mind about this, is like, yes, no one will be okay with mandatory fees being sprung on them at checkout. <laughs> but that doesn't really happen that much, I don't think. Um, the bigger issue is that, yes, they are sprung on them during the buying process. And when you're looking at hotels, it's a lot different because you're trying to compare, like, I'm going to Maui. What are the prices of the hotels and you might have one hotel that has a no resort fee and one that has like a $50 resort fee and that is a huge difference it might impact how you do it and it's so hard to compare that so that's garbage and it should be banned like just straight up this is not this should not even be an argument it's so dumb now now I, I will give one caveat here though if Hotels wanted to do the right thing and actually make them optional man like <laughs> optional mandatory fees, right? If they, <laughs> if they want, I, I love an uh, optional mandatory fee. Sure. Love that. No, but if they want to make it optional, then fine. Go ahead and exclude it. But hotels don't do that. Like you, you, Dave, when you go to that hotel, they have decided you need to pay for those long distance calls that they're including. Uh, and you need, you know, the tennis courts and whatever other hot garbage they're throwing in there. Uh, but, yeah, make that optional. Give me the option to put that on as a package. Fine. Don't include it in the price. But when you make it mandatory, it should be part of the displayed price. Yeah, I don't want to talk to anybody or play tennis when I'm on vacation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, President Biden also said some uh, some stuff about airlines, but uh, and we'll get into that. But first, let's take a break. So, Dave, can you please explain to me why you love taking your shoes off at the airport? What? Well, you don't have TSA PreCheck, right? So you must love waiting in slow lines, taking your shoes off, pulling your laptop and your travel size liquids out of a bag. I get it. I get it. Uh, no, I don't. But uh, I also don't fly enough to bother paying to get TSA PreCheck. Dude, it's 85 bucks. Good for five years. It's It's not... Worth $17 a year? Come on. Uh, I mean, yeah, but it's also a pain to get it. I remember when you had to go to the airport and try to get an interview or something. Well, that was for global entry, and that was also a long time ago. And TSA PreCheck on its own is a lot easier. Uh, you still do have to do in-person enrollment, but it takes less than five minutes, and you don't have to go to an airport. There are more than 450 enrollment centers, including one right downtown on Ocean near you, and another one up by the Lakewood Golf Course. They're all over the place. Uh, okay, do they even have pre uh, TSA pre-check screening lines at most airports? If I'm flying out of yes, Long Beach? Yes, they do. God, this... Long Beach has it along with more than 200 other airports around the country, and it's now even outside the U.S. with Nassau and the Bahamas. Oh, so if I get it, we can do our next company meeting in the Bahamas? No. But why go in the normal lanes when you can get a premium stress-free experience? Go to universalenroll.dhs.gov to get started. 
All right, let's uh, let's get into the airlines now. N- enough about resort fees, uh, although I could probably do an entire podcast on just that. Uh, what's what's first on the hit list? And the Department of Transportation is going after unfair airline fees. Last summer, if your flight was canceled or delayed, only one top airline guaranteed that you could rebook for free, even because they're the ones that canceled, not you. You didn't fill a show up. They can- they were they they canceled. When Secretary Buttigieg called them out on this, about 10 airlines, uh, now 10 airlines rebook for free. They don't charge the fee. That's progress. What the hell is he talking about? (laughs) Okay. If you don't know, I'm not going to (laughs) know. He's confused or his speechwriter's confused. I I don't really understand. Because last summer, if your flight was canceled or delayed significantly... Every airline would rebook you for free. That's how it works. Like, it's not... I don't know an airline's like, sorry, you're you're canceled or you're delayed and, and you have to pay a change fee or something. Like, I, that's... I don't know what he's talking about. Right. I, I've never had a problem with that, but maybe he means booking on other airlines for no fee. Beats me. I mean, it was still more than one that'll put you on another airline, but yeah, some won't. But I, I, maybe he's just got it backwards. Like, maybe he was talking about the one airline that wouldn't give refunds at all during the pandemic, which was Air Canada. But it, it certainly wasn't the case that only one airline would rebook for free. And now all of a sudden, because of the government, 10 of them will do it. Like, I, I don't I don't understand. I, I wish I knew what he was actually talking about. But uh, this is just a head-scratcher, so let's just move on. The Department of Transportation is working on rules that would require airlines and travel sites to disclose fees up front. Fees like things, if you want to sit next to your young child, <laughs> well, guess what? Or your, check your baggage or change your ticket. You're going to be surprised. They're going to charge you for that without telling you. Your ticket's going to cost a heck of a lot more. And that's not a Federal Communications Commission. They're working on a rule that would make the same thing for fees that Internet companies charge, requiring them to show those costs up front. I'm not saying they can't charge it, but you got to let you know they're going to charge it. You can make a decision. Good God, what a terrible speech this is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not Uncle Joe's best. It's the, the whole idea that airlines are going to charge you some sneaky fee without telling you... <laughs> It just doesn't happen. There, okay, there's no fee to sit with your child, but if all the free seats are taken, then you know people can pay if they want to reserve seats together in advance. That That's a whole different thing to discuss. But it, it's not like they're saying you have to pay to sit with your child or something. It, it's a weird thing. And, and then, uh, you know, also, most airlines don't have change fees anymore, but the fare difference will apply. So how do you disclose that up front? Like, you, there's no... You don't know what someone's changing to. You don't know what a fair difference would be. And there's it, it, just a... I don't know, man. All right. All right. All right. Before we get too fired up here. <laughs> Before we get... Too late. <laughs> all right. I think the seat fee thing is kind of bullshit. Um, you know, if there are only paid seats left and you have a kid, they should give you that for free. All right. Well, there are a lot of different nuances here. Like, what about on Spirit, where you pay for every seat? Are you saying they should have to uh, give those for free, or are you just talking about airlines that like have some free seats and some paid seats? 
Well, it, like what you said, there's there's nuance here. You know, it depends on the airline's business model, business model, right? Like Spirit, that their whole thing is you pay for everything all the time, no matter what. Fine, you go in expecting that you're going to have to pay for seats sitting together. But airlines that you know don't do that, where you know you're the customer's expectation is that they're going to be able to pick their seats at the time they book their tickets. Yeah, you know, if there are only paid seats left, and they're and the airline knows that they're traveling with a child. Uh, yeah, put them together. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the airlines should and will put them together. Uh, it's just the airlines apparently, for some reason, think it's a better idea to do that at the gate when no, there's nothing else going on. So why not just do that? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, so I think Delta has actually done a pretty good job with this. Like. It now blocks the last few rows unless you're booking multiple travelers together. So if you have like a group of four, um, they assume that maybe that's a family. And so then it opens up for them to assign. So that helps to some extent. Um, but there's no perfect answer for this. It, this. This is like a very specific fee. This is probably an area which will be regulated. It, it'll look like an easy win and, you know, whatever. But back to the point of all this, like the fees are all disclosed before you pay for it. So... Right. Uh, Sure. And yes, all the fees are are disclosed before you pay for it. But maybe this is more about comparing flight options. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it probably does go back to the rule DOT proposed earlier this year, which, uh, you know, the the rule is called enhancing transparency of airline ancillary service fees. Uh, So, I mean, in that one, DOT proposes airlines will have to disclose Uh, Cancel fees, change fees, bag fees, and adjacent seating fees, quote, whenever fair and schedule information is provided to consumers, end quote. And uh, we'll include a link in the show notes if you're really jonesing to to read that whole thing. Sure, that sounds great, but also sounds a little bit messy. Well, that's the thing. It is. Because I think, think okay, so you have like Google Flights. You can toggle on to say, okay, show me fares that include a carry-on bag. And so great. So something like that is nice. You have a toggle like yes or no. Um, But when it comes to like actually comparing all the different options, I mean, this is so cluttered. It's it's hard um, when you try to think about all the different things. And also it would then have to know, like, what status do you have with the airline and what are you entitled to and all these different things. It it is tough. But look, there's probably a good way to do it. Assuming this passes, someone will figure it out. I don't really know how hard it is. I just assume it is. Um, but I don't, it also seems a little misguided to me. Like, do people really care during the comparison process what the actual change fee is? Like, I I think people want to know if there is or isn't a change fee, but when you're booking, that's kind of all you want to know, right? I don't, I don't know, but okay. Pop quiz, hotshot. No. No. Yeah, it's happening. Refuse. Refuse. I... Nope. Refuse. Can't do that. (laughs) All right, Dave. Let's say you bought a ticket on Spirit, which we know you like to do. What's your what's your change fee? Can you find it? Is it hidden? Is it possible? Go look it up. Oh, this is great audio of me clacking away at a keyboard. Well, Uh, you know, that's fine. I can I can just How can I change or cancel my reservation? Yeah, Uh, yeah, zero to six days from departure, $99. Uh, Seven to 59 days from departure, $49. 60 plus days from departure, free. So there you go. It's not all that hard to find, but imagine 
how that would look if they had to put all that like in <laughs> the compare. I don't know. It's it's a little. It gets clunky. Now, the the one thing I will say though, like they don't make this clear during the booking process necessarily. There is a link to terms and conditions, which no one reads, and then you know you have mm. to go find in there where the change fee is. So I can see it being more prominent in the booking process, but um, but that's the booking process. Like during the shopping process, I, I I don't know that that's a tough one, and probably more of an issue for the online travel agents that are really trying to do the comparison than the airlines themselves. Um, but also, let me point out that what he's saying here just isn't true. <laughs> he he ends by saying, quote, they got to let you know when they're going to charge it. They do let you know. It's just a weird throwaway statement. All right, what's next? Some airlines, if you want six more inches between you and the seat in front, you pay more money. But you don't know it until you purchase your ticket. Okay, what? Yeah, you, yes, you pay more money if you want more legroom. And yes, you don't know it until you buy your ticket. When are you supposed to know it? Like, there's, there's different fees for different seat types. So how should that be shown? Like, you're looking like, caution, if you want more legroom, you may have to pay between 30 and and $100. Or, I, I don't know. You can't show it in an overview screen to know exactly. I think this is this is an area where people are uh, angry about the the uh, the fee process, but they know. I think the airlines have done a good job of teaching customers to expect that if you want more comfort, you have to pay more. Um, so maybe he just wants to regulate how many different prices you can pay. I don't know. It could be that. Or... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> As a tall person, I definitely love paying for more comfort on my on my flights. But anyway, here is the last bit of audio. Look, folks, these are junk fees. They're unfair and they hit marginalized Americans the hardest, especially low income folks and people of color. They benefit big corporations, not consumers, not working families. And that changes now. Oh, yes. Yes, this has gotten a lot of play. Airlines are racist. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think that's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> no, um, it's not. But that's what some people have suggested. Sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure what he means is that these extra fees uh, impact those with lower incomes, and people of color tend to skew more toward lower income brackets. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, but... Man, it's such a broad stroke here. Like, they're trying to put all these things together in one speech. Like, I understand you can say that more about something like overdraft fees or something, but a fee for extra legroom? Like, come on. That's... Yeah, well, like, the, um, the, the bulk of the speech that we didn't play had nothing to do with travel and focused on overdraft things like overdraft right, fees. Right. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to travel, it's a bit of a stretch. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, overall, I don't think it's a bad idea—a a bad idea to have fewer hidden fees and more transparency in pricing before you book things. But uh, this is a technology problem to me. Yeah, and but calling something a hidden fee like that's an easy swipe. It's not always hidden. I, I think you know this all makes for a great sound bites, and that's what they want. You know, I'm here for the American people to save them from the tyranny of hidden fees. But the reality is not quite the same. And I think it's very nuanced, as we talked about on some of these things. Um, it's, it just wasn't a 
just wasn't a good speech, but they, no, it was not. <laughs> there are ways <laughs> for the airlines to improve. Regulation may be required for some of these, like if you want to talk about, you know, requiring airlines to provide free seating for families to sit together if they offer free seating at all. I, I don't even know how you draft that, but um, those are the types of things maybe they could do. But in general, I, I think they're just lumping this in because it's easy to do it and people love to hate airlines um, when, you know, the issue. Don't I know it. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the issue's already been um, dealt with in a lot of ways for the airlines, especially when you're talking about, like, hotel resort fees, which, yes. you know, that's that's crazy that those are allowed and people get mad at airlines. <laughs> yeah. If you want Brett's vote, get rid of uh, hotel resort fees. Am I right? Yep. Amen. <laughs> okay. Thank you to Idemia. If you do not have TSA PreCheck, come on. Universalenroll.dhs.gov. If you'd like to be a sponsor of Cranky Talk, let us know at advertise at crankyflyer.com. And please remember to leave us those five-star ratings. This helps others find our podcast. If you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show, tell us. It's not hard. Just email us at info at crankyconcierge.com.